Hello, and welcome to the Cup of Jolie podcast, hosted by me, Jolie. Multi-passionate, creative, obsessed with all things mindset, manifestation, and designing the best possible life. I'm here to support you on your spiritual journey to your best life by bringing you conversations about healing, manifesting, spiritual practices, and reveling in the good life right now. If you're ready to uplevel your life, learn how to manifest your dreams, and stop waiting to truly start living, Tune in every week to become more aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs, anchor down in warm, fuzzy rituals, and experience subconscious breakthroughs so you can start living the life you've been dreaming about. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's still morning where I'm at right now, and I'm actually (laughs) still have my morning voice on, still in my PJs. I'm sitting here sipping some chai tea with some milk and honey and it is just hitting the spot this morning the weather is so gorgeous this week it is kind of out of the ordinary even for the south um i think for october for the end of october beginning of november um it's been like in the 80s which seems pretty warm. Today it's supposed to be like 83 I think, but the sky is just absolutely incredible. I live for these blue skies, not a cloud in sight, where it's sunny but it's cool and the air is crisp. They're my favorite, favorite days. End of summer, beginning of fall, um, beginning of spring, sort of, or rather end of spring, beginning of summer. It's my favorite. I absolutely love it. So I'm sitting here looking at the leaves changing and how just absolutely gorgeous it is. And this morning I was thinking about preparing for fall and winter and just the cold season in general. So this is one of my favorite, favorite topics to discuss. Um, I don't know if it was because I was born in October or if I just have always loved the fall. Um... But from an Ayurvedic perspective, and quickly, um, Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga. So it's a lifestyle approach and it really focuses on our relationship with nature and our ability to take cues from nature and find balance in our lives. So this season we're in now is Vata season, which is fall and early winter. And this is the time when the qualities of the vata dosha are most prominent in the environment or in nature. So Ayurveda is made up of three doshas, vata, kapha, and pitta. And vata season, again, is fall and early winter. And so these qualities are cold. So we see this in the dropping temperatures, the chill that starts to come in the air, the crispness of the air dryness. Um, So the air tends to be drier. It's not as humid. Lightness. So the days become shorter. There's less daylight. Changeability. So there's just a lot of variability, varying weather conditions, sudden temperature changes. There's wind. Um, Sort of this upward moving ethereal vibe that Vata gives. So as the season is changing, you may notice um, that you start to feel sort of a shift. You might feel 
a little ungrounded. You might feel a little more disorganized. You may start to notice your mood is changing or you're feeling a little off. All of these things could be due to the season change. So in today's episode, I want to focus on some things that we can do to get more imbalance with nature and to set us up for super success for the cold season. So I'm going to share with you 10 of my favorite ways um, to just sort of create more balance in my life and to give me some sense of structure through Vata season because that is, again, Vata is a very ethereal, airy, upward moving energy. So it needs grounding, it needs stability, it needs structure, it needs slow, mindful movement in order to counter the lightness and airiness of it. Summer, Pitta season, is a season of action, right? A season of movement, a season of chaos. We've got this outward moving energy, we're on summer vacation mode, we let our inner child go wild and it's wonderful, right? Late nights, binging Netflix, we've got plans every day, we've got all this energy, it's amazing. And then Vata season comes and all of a sudden it's like, man, like I am tired and I need to slow down and I'm worn out and I'm feeling kind of depleted and there's just like this inner craving for some structure right? Some routine. You might find yourself wanting to organize or purge or clean out or just get yourself set up on some rituals and some routines that get you grounded and offer just a little bit more structure. And that doesn't mean the fun has to end. (laughs) Quite the opposite. It's just a new lens through which to explore life, right? It's a different way to enjoy life for this season. And one of the most important things that you can do to prepare for the cold season is to get yourself on a consistent routine. So going to bed at the same time every day, going to bed a little earlier, so maybe instead of staying up until midnight or one in the morning, you can get yourself on a routine where you're going to bed by 9.30 or 10 o'clock every night and go to bed at the same time every night. Vata loves routine. Vata loves consistency. So going to bed earlier and then also waking up earlier as the, the colder months move in, um, we find that the longer that we stay in, t- in bed in the morning, the worse we feel. The more that sort of heaviness is going to set in as the season moves forward. So the best thing that we can do is to start to wake up a little bit earlier. And again, wake up at the same time every day or within an hour, right? So if on the weekend you want to sleep in a little bit, that's fine. But try to keep it within one hour of whatever time you're waking up during the week. One of the best things you can do is take cues from the sun, right? So as the sun is setting in the evenings, unplug from your phone, unplug from technology, turn the lights down low in your house, prepare your body for rest. There's a setting on your phone where you can turn the the white light onto like a yellow light. I do this. Um, you can set it up to do it automatically. I do this every day and I set it with the sunset. So as the sun is setting, my phone changes from that bright blue light to like a yellowy dimmer lighting. And then, yeah, just unplug from your phone before bed. Give yourself some time to wind down. 
Another part of the routine that's super important for Vata season is to have consistent meal times, right? So I feel like at least for me in the summer, my routine kind of goes all willy-nilly. Again, I let my inner child go wild and I eat when I'm hungry and I really just lean into that intuitive sort of routine where I just do what feels good when it feels good. But then Vata season comes and I notice that I need that extra bit of grounding and structure. I need that extra bit of routine where I'm eating consistent meals at consistent times and I'm making sure to eat enough. Summer, a lot of the times, is um, grab and go, right? It's quick. It's make a smoothie, grab a salad, run out the door. And I think with the fast-moving, outward-moving energy of pizza season, we can get away with that, and it's fine, and we can maintain that balance. But when vata season comes and it's time to slow down and get a little bit more mindful and pay more attention to what we're doing, it's the season of sitting down to eat, right? And paying attention to what we're eating and how we're eating and how we feel while we're eating that is really going to give us that nourishing, grounding feeling that we not only are craving, but that's going to help us to maintain good health through the season. So in the coming weeks, try to prioritize getting yourself on a routine, whatever that looks like for you. Try to get your days to look a little bit more structured. Try eating at the same times every day. Try getting up at the same time every day, going to sleep at the same time every day. And I always say, give yourself two weeks, right? It takes two weeks for us to really commit and to see a difference in the new things that we're implementing. Another great way to kickstart your fall and winter season is to check in with how you're nourishing your body, right? So we're shifting again out of the season of cold foods like salad and green juice and ice cream and into the season of warming, grounding foods. So root vegetables, carrots, sweet potatoes, ginger, pumpkin, foods that warm the soul. So think soups, stews, crockpot meals, etc. So in the coming days, take notice of what you're eating without even trying to change anything. Just notice what you're eating already and how it affects the way you feel. How does it affect your mood? How does it affect the way that you're showing up? Because we're all trying to become the best versions of ourselves and create our dream life around us, right? But we don't just wake up one day and snap our fingers and it's all there. How we spend our days is how we spend our life. So where you can, see if you can incorporate more warming foods into your routine. See how that makes you feel during this season. See if it gives you more energy, see if it makes you feel more nourished, see if it makes you feel more grounded, see if it makes you feel more clear, if it gives you more clarity, more energy. And just sort of practice that self-awareness of how does this feel for me? I've made a little freebie that I've linked in the show notes to get you started with some of my favorite go-to recipes for the quarter months, because I know that food can sometimes be a little intimidating, especially if you're someone who doesn't particularly love to cook, or you're just kind of new to this whole thing, it can just be a little overwhelming. So I did make a little freebie uh, with some of my favorite foods and also my favorite drink recipes, because I am a hoe for drinks. I always have like two or three drinks going at a time. I don't know why. I love drinks. They make me so happy. There's just something about them that always like gives me like this exciting butterfly feeling. I just, I love having good drinks. 
So I've included some of my favorite drink recipes. I've got a healthy hot chocolate on there, golden milk latte. Um, so try those out. Uh, make yourself something warm, fuzzy each evening. Next on the list is to find a movement routine that makes sense for you and that makes sense for the season. So again, summer is pizza season, fire and water, right? So it's full of action, this fiery outward moving energy, right? This means constant motion. We're always on to the next thing. We're making plans. We're going on vacations. We're climbing mountains, swimming, biking, running, playing. All of that stuff happens in the summer. We never run out of energy, it seems. And then at the start of fall, the start of Vata season, that energy begins to shift. And we are being called to slow down and move our bodies in a more gentle, nourishing, and mindful way. So I used to be so extreme and so gung-ho that I would do these boot camps and these hit classes and I was a runner so I was going to run marathons and every year Vata season would come around and I would just hit a wall and I remember at one time someone I was dating one of my partners said to me has it ever occurred to you to maybe shift your exercise routine your fitness routine with what your body's feeling at the moment, right? And she she didn't really have a whole lot of background in Ayurveda. She's just an incredibly intuitive person. So she wasn't using terminology like vata season or anything like that. But she just brought this awareness to me like, what if your body knows, right? What if your body has the intelligence, the innate intelligence to tell you what it needs when, and you don't have to go against it and you don't have to fight it every step of the way and you don't have to force it and you don't have to feel like shit <laughs> because really at the end of the day I was feeling terrible and I was totally depleted and wiped out and I wasn't losing any weight because of course my body was feeling unsafe and just sort of grasping at everything um, because I was so out of balance and out of whack. So I did push back to be totally honest and didn't completely uh, go for it right away but after some you know some self-study and really studying Ayurveda and understanding the shifting of the seasons and the uh, the relationship that that has with us and the impact that that has on us, I, I started to see that she was onto something. And I realized that, yeah, like maybe these hit workouts and these like super intense exercises that are just beating the shit out of my body aren't actually working for me right now. Right? So... We can look to incorporate exercises like bar, which I am obsessed with right now. I think it is just exactly what my body needs, not only about the season, but just all the time. For me, it just feels like the perfect balance of Pilates and yoga and weightlifting that is gentle enough on my system that I feel safe enough to be able to do it regularly, but effective. And it's also just got this element to it of this like feminine power and tapping into your inner goddess and your just absolute limitlessness as a woman, which I am here for. So bar exercises, yoga, Pilates, weightlifting, honestly, a solid walking routine. Walking is underrated, honestly. It is one of the best things that you can do for your body and having a solid walking routine in the fall is a game changer. If you can get yourself on a routine where every single morning you go for half an hour 
and maybe every evening you go for another half an hour and you watch the sunset, like it will change your life. Not only physically, but also mentally. And just sort of leave the HIIT workouts and the hill and stair sprinting for the spring. Next up, I have Explore Huga. Huga, H-Y-G-G-E, a term and word that I have been utterly obsessed with and in love with since, I don't even know, 2015 maybe, 2016. Whenever I first heard about it, learned about it, to be quite honest, I have always been obsessed with it. I have always been in tune with it. I think most of us have. We just haven't had a term or a word to really encompass everything that huga is and means. And we can thank the Danes for that. Huga is a Danish or Norwegian term that, as I've already mentioned, it doesn't have a direct English translation, right? But the, the best way that we can describe it is this concept of coziness comfort, well-being. I like to call it warm fuzzy. But it's a lifestyle that focuses around creating this warm, welcoming, cozy, content atmosphere, um, both in one's personal life and in one's home. So if you think about fall, that is like the most huga, or as Mike Viking would say, huga league time of year, right? Because we've got the comfort, the candles, the warm, fuzzy things, the togetherness, the time that we spend with other people, the simple pleasures like the cup of tea or your favorite book or your Netflix uh, show that you're binging, the scarf that you're knitting. These are all very huga things. So if you've not read it, Mike Wiking, M-E-I-K-W-I-K-I-N-G, wrote a book called The Little Book of Huga, Danish Secrets to Happy Living. And it is this adorable little book that really breaks down the meaning of huga and how it relates to different areas of life. And I highly recommend reading it because it is so good. But that is something that you can do during the Vata season to really come home to yourself. So surrounding yourself with cozy things, really tapping into that warm, fuzzy feeling, learning how to be mindful and super, super present in the moment, right? So this can look like Surrounding yourself with cozy things in your house, whether that be big chunky knit blankets or a fireplace or your favorite pillows. You could try baking or cooking some huga meals. Um, Pinterest is your friend for that. Or again, the book I mentioned has lots of huga recipes. Spend time with people who feel good. Notice the key word there. <laughs> people who feel good. People who make you feel good. People who light you up. People who make you laugh. People who make you remember why you love life so much. Pause in gratitude at the best parts of this time of year, right? So the clothing and the fashion, for me, that's a big part of it. I, I love fashion. I'm so intrigued by it. So fall fashion for me is very hookah. It lights me up. It makes my heart sing. I love watching people in big scarves and beanies and the sweaters and the boots, all of it. So the clothing, the fashion, the music. Every year I bust out this playlist that I have that is just full of music like Autumn in New York and Sunday Kind of Love by Etta James, Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald. It's just 100% the vibe. The traditions, ice skating, skiing, pumpkin carving, caroling, going to a show with friends, all of these things, all of these little things that make life so much fun. 
Next on the list is to allow yourself to winter. So I saw this post on TikTok or Instagram, wherever it was, that said that they did a study where they injected redwood trees in California with a serum, like an adrenaline-like serum, in their roots to see what would happen. And all of the trees that they did that to died, right? They they didn't get to have their chance of, go. I like to call it going to sleep. A lot of people say the trees are all dead in the winter. I say that they're asleep, right? They shed their leaves, they go to sleep, they winter. And then in the spring, they wake up. Um, but these trees did not have a chance to do that, and they died. Since then, I have seen that I, I don't think this was an actual thing that happened, um, Somebody fact-checked it and said that, you know, she couldn't find a study at all where they had actually done this. But the point still remains that we cannot always expect ourselves to be in our spring and summer energy, right? We have to give ourselves the season of wintering, the season of going inside, becoming introspective, slowing down hibernating, taking care of ourselves, nourishing ourselves, restoring ourselves so that we can remain in balance and optimal health so that we can go back to that summer and spring energy. So in my understanding, this is the very basis of the study of Ayurveda is that we're taking cues from nature and we can reference both trees and animals and watch what they do as Vata season approaches. We can watch as they store food for the winter. Um, We can watch as they prepare themselves, as they grow extra fur on their bodies to keep them warm, as they put on weight on their bodies to keep them warm, to keep them nourished throughout the winter seasons, and as they slow down and allow their bodies to find balance, right? So again, finding an exercise that works for you finding a routine that works for you, allowing yourself the permission to slow down, getting out from under this belief that you have to earn rest. I don't know what that is. I don't know who taught us that or how we have that programmed, but I am programmed at the moment I became aware of it because it did not make sense to me. We do not have to earn rest. I don't even really believe in the word lazy anymore not in a negative connotation anyway, because there just is no such thing, right? We require rest. We require rest. And the faster that we can just allow ourselves to do that and to have that and to love ourselves through that rather than to guilt or shame ourselves through that, the better we feel and the more nourished we can be and the more rejuvenated we can allow ourselves to become so that we can thrive, so that we can operate from this place of complete and total balance and health because again at the end of the day we're trying to become the best versions of ourselves we're trying to build the best life we can for ourselves we're trying to make big dreams come true and you cannot do that from a place of exhaustion and depletion and burnout you just can't so allow yourself to winter Okay, next one on the list. I know the holidays can be a little triggering for some. I get it. So how can we take part in traditions and holidays and those warm, fuzzy things and make them our own? 
how can we repave? This is a term I like to use for, um, you know, in yoga, we call them samskaras when we make these sort of lines in the sand. And the more you go over that line, the deeper and the more pronounced it gets and the harder it is to ignore, right? The same way happens in neuroscience with these neuropathways in the brain. So repaving, meaning laying down a, a layer, right? A thick layer of asphalt and creating a different path. How can you repave or reclaim the things that you love while shedding the things that aren't serving you or making you happy anymore? So giving yourself permission to respectfully bow out. One of the absolute best tools that I have come across to rewire your subconscious mind when it comes to these kinds of things or when it comes to feeling triggered or heavy is EFT tapping. I've used tapping so much in my own life to just peel back the layers of why something is bothering me and neutralize the emotion entirely so that I can reprogram my mind and make it the reality I want it to be. So for example, and this is just an example I'm completely making up on the spot to make the point, but let's say there's a tradition that you don't do anymore because something happened where you had a bad experience and maybe you always relate it to that someone or something specific that kind of just puts you off it. Okay, so ice skating, for example. Maybe every year a group of your friends goes ice skating and you don't go because you used to ice skate regularly as a kid and maybe you were, I don't know, maybe you competed and your parents pressured you and made it this like heavy thing Or maybe you ice skated regularly with your best friend when you were little and you had a falling out or they invited somebody else to go and then you kind of lost touch or some samskara, some thing happened that made you feel a heaviness or a darkness or sort of this not me energy. I can't have that anymore. And now you refuse to go. Can you see how you might be keeping yourself from something that could be bringing you joy or something that you might actually really love, something that might actually be a truthful part of who you are and what lights you up? So how can you work to repave this experience so that you can make it your own and find joy in it again? How can you reclaim it as your own and twist it and and make it in a way that it feels new to you? It feels different and it feels renewed and energizing and full of love. Likewise, maybe you're just someone who doesn't really do much around the holidays. I've certainly had my fair share of running into people who are just like, I'm a Grinch. I don't do stuff like that. It's all hocus pocus, blah, 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 whatever. But there are those of us who watch other people doing things and you have that sort of nostalgic or melancholy feeling, that longing, like you wish you could do that. And I challenge you to ask yourself, why can't you? What are you waiting for? And can you give that permission to yourself to go and do whatever the thing is that you really want to do, to go and have the life that you really want to have, to go and be the version of you that you really want to be? Because I'll tell you this, you already are that person. Somewhere inside you, that person, that version of you already exists. And that is why you want it to begin with. 
that desire is already buried somewhere in your heart. And now you are being called to uncover it and find it. And you are being drawn to it. And no matter how much you resist or how much resistance you feel, again and again and again, you will be called through that resistance to get to that part of you because it is the truth. It is the most truthful part of who you are. It is what you came here to do. It is who you came here to be. And in my experience, the faster you can allow yourself that permission, the faster that you can open up the floodgates and just say, okay, yes, I'm allowing this, the faster you can relieve suffering. Don't wait to live because life does not stop moving. Go out and try something new today or choose a tradition that makes you feel that warm, fuzzy feeling and spin it to make it your own or start a new tradition entirely. If you do this, if you start a new tradition, maybe with yourself or your family or a partner, please share those with me on Facebook or Instagram. I love to hear them. I can't wait to see what kind of ideas you come up with. Traditions are my favorite thing ever. Any kind of practice or custom or tradition or pastime that we can do that holds space, that creates a container for people to be together, to share space with one another, to exchange energy it's, it's my favorite thing. I just, I absolutely love it. So I'll tell a quick story and give an example of, of a way that I did this for myself. So I would, in the fall, frequently, of course, in coffee shops, in New York City, when I used to live in New York City, hear this music on movies, right? Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail, all these warm, fuzzy old movies that I love so much, especially in the fall. I would hear some of the most incredible music and as a musician as a singer of course music is my whole entire life and I would hear you know music from Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald and Etta James Louis Armstrong all these people that just had that very classic warm fuzzy fall feeling to them And I would, for some reason, create this story in my mind because I did not grow up listening to this music. This was not, you know, music that my mom or that my grandma played. So it felt like I couldn't have it. It felt like, well, I didn't grow up listening to that. That's not something that my family shared with me. So it's not really mine. Again, that not me energy. Somebody else, but not me. And... I would always feel like this sense of sadness or this sense of nostalgia when I would hear that music because it would absolutely light me up. It would make me feel that warm, fuzzy hookah feeling. And then immediately following that, I would have this feeling of like, yeah, but not for me. And it made me feel separate of myself, my true self. It made me feel separate of the things that feel the truest to me, the things that light me up the most. And so eventually I asked myself, why not me? Why I don't need anybody else to give me permission to be able to do this. I can create my own tradition. I can gift this to myself. And so I did. Somewhere five or six years ago maybe, I started listening to that kind of music whenever I felt called. Usually in the fall, usually on a Sunday morning with two bags full of Trader Joe's groceries and I'm making you know, a skillet for breakfast. But I started listening to that music and I started repaving that experience for myself and making it something that felt safe 
making it something that felt warm, making it something that was mine to have. And just a couple weeks ago, I actually found myself listening to that playlist, listening to all these same artists that I named and making breakfast. And uh, one of the friends that I'm staying with looked at me and said, this music is so old. My grandparents used to listen to this. And I just smiled at him and said, really, that that's so amazing. And he's like, yeah, it, this is so great. Like, it just feels like home in here. Like, he was just, like, really feeling the mood. And it was so beautiful to be able to share that moment with him and and feel like I belonged in that moment, too. Like, we got to have that moment together. And it was, like, a, a really beautiful thing rather than, oh, well, you can have it. I can't have it. Or whatever, you know? And then I got to reflect back on it. Oh, yeah, like, because he had asked me, of course, too, like, how I'm surprised you're listening to this or whatever. And I just said, yeah, you know, like, come to think of it, five or six years ago, I just started doing this, and now it's such a part of who I am and, and what I do. And I love it, and it brings me joy, and it feels truthful, and it's mine. So how can you give that to yourself? Okay, next one on the list is get dressed every day, or most days. I know it feels so good to wear sweatpants. I know it does. Until it doesn't. I've gotten myself in this ick where halfway through the winter, I'm like, do I even have a body under there anymore? I feel like for some of us, winter tends to mean neglect. And somewhere halfway through, it's like, when was the last time I shaved my legs? I don't even know if my skin is still on. You know, it's like we get so buried under layers. We're cold, we're uncomfortable, we're grumpy. We haven't moved our bodies enough, so we're stiff, we're sore, we're sitting too much, we're sleeping too much. You know, this is the opposite of the balance of vata. This is what tends to happen when we don't self-care, when we don't nourish. And so the way we carry ourselves, the way we take care of ourselves, the way we dress affects our mood. It really does. So wear your sweatpants, by all means. But the key is to be mindful of your energy, right? It's all about self-awareness. Something as simple as waking up and putting something on and asking, how does this make me feel? The beauty of the cold season is that most clothes are comfortable that we wear, right? We've got sweaters and jackets and hoodies and scarves. So remind yourself that you can still be cozy, but wear something that makes you feel like a million bucks or at best a couple thousand because balance. Next up, do watch some great TV and movies because film is everything and also do other things. Pick up a new hobby, learn a language, teach yourself to knit, start painting, learn guitar. Winter is a great time to learn something new and to take steps toward becoming the person you want to be. So even if you wake up and set aside 15 minutes a day to sit down at the piano and just allow yourself to play, right? Tap into that curious childlike energy and allow yourself to be new at something. Allow yourself to not be an expert. See how long you can go. And I love to do this first thing in the morning because of course, when you wake up in the morning, you're totally connected to your creativity. So before you reach for your phone, before you immediately open your eyes and remember whatever that thing was yesterday that was bothering you, 
wake up and see if you can just be totally present, tap into the energy of gratitude, and allow creativity to bubble up. Wake up and do something first thing in the morning that's creative, whether it's just doodling on a notepad until something comes out, writing in a journal, just doing a complete and total brain dump. Maybe you come up with your next million dollar idea. Start a podcast. Design something on Canva. Write a song. Whatever it is, do something other than distracting because we're so good at that. We're so good at distracting. We're so good at putting it off. We're so good at not feeling. We have 7 million ways to stay busy, to stay disconnected, to stay distracted. You can scroll all day if you want to. Netflix and all the other streaming platforms have a million ways to stay distracted. You'll never run out of things to watch. Can you make a commitment to tapping into creativity? Because Vata season is the best time to start something creative. And I promise if you can set aside some time for this where you can just allow it to be a no pressure scenario and where you can just allow yourself to have fun, it will nourish and nurture your soul in a way that you will not regret it. And you never know, you might come up with your next million dollar idea. So don't put it off. Up next is get out in nature. Go hiking, go on a road trip to see the leaves change, play in the snow, go skiing, get outside. Aim for at least 15 minutes of sunshine first thing in the morning and it will change your whole entire day. The key is to let the sunshine get in your eyes and on your skin, especially those first 15 minutes of the morning. Even if it's cloudy, even if you don't think it's sunny, it still works, it still counts. And this is a huge way to curb SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder, that I know a lot of people, especially in the North, struggle with vitamin D deficiencies, and just that overall sluggish, like, ugh, I don't have any energy, I just want to crawl back into bed, winter feeling. Make it a habit, get outside every single day, first thing in the morning, let the fresh air hit your face, let the sun shine in your eyes and on your skin. Even if there is no sunshine, go for a 15-minute walk, do it, you will not regret it. Last but not least is hibernate, but don't isolate. You can still do low-key things with the people that you love. They are also wintering, so let each other off the hook. Have a painting and wine party. Build a fire and have snacks and watch a movie. Put some music on and lay around in a pile on the floor and read your own favorite books. Just find a way to be together. We have a loneliness epidemic and winter does not have to mean isolation. Hibernation and rest doesn't have to mean complete and utter solitude. There's a time for both. There's a balance. So grab a buddy, draw each other a bubble bath, take turns giving each other a massage, have some wine, have some non-alcoholic wine if that's your thing, make some hot chocolate, build a gingerbread house, whatever it is. But get yourself in the company of really good, warm, nourishing people. Do not isolate. Do not spend this entire winter thinking that you're all alone because you are not. Listen to your favorite podcasts. Reach out to a friend. Write somebody a letter. Do something that helps you feel connected. And anytime you wonder if you might be alone, please send me a message because I am always, always here. I love talking to you. I love getting your comments. I love hearing what you think about the show. 
I love your ideas for new episodes. So anytime that you might think that you're alone, please send me a message because you're not. All right. That is my list of top 10 things I do in the cold season to maintain balance in my life and to try to create the space to show up as my best self every day. Wherever you are in life, be gentle. Give yourself some grace. Know that there are up days and down days and that small steps are still steps in the right direction. I hope wherever you are, you have an amazing rest of your day. Try to implement some or all of these tips into your life and let me know how they work for you. I can't wait to hear from you. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it brought you joy and inspiration to keep keeping on your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you followed or subscribed and left a five-star rating and a review so I can bring you more conversations about spiritual topics, mindset, and manifestation. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Cup of Jolie and join us in the free Cup of Jolie Facebook community by clicking the link in the show notes to keep the conversation going and share how this episode impacted you. See you next week.